Hey, it's Daniel from FACE and you are listening to FACE magazine audio interview. Our today's guest is Darshan Gayara, who created a website called Product Disrupt, a disruptive list of resources to learn about product design. We talked with him about that project and also other ways how people can get into digital design. You can read that interview on face.com slash magazine, where you can find it in issue number six. So yeah, enjoy the interview. Uh, hi, it's Daniel from Face, and welcome to another episode of Face Magazine audio interviews or Face Magazine podcasts, however you want to call it. And today with me is uh, Darshan. Darshan, I don't want to pronounce it wrong. You can correct me not right now. Okay, I mean that that's correct. You can, you can uh, call me Darshan. Darshan. Okay, so that's the correct way to pronounce it. Okay, cool. So uh, Darshan is creator of a website called uh, Product Distrap, and we're going to talk about it l- uh, later. And also we're going to talk about how designers' resources look right now and how uh, generally the market of education in terms of like design, digital design is looking right now. So, uh, but before we jump into it, uh, Darshan, I want to... Uh, Uh, I want to make you introduce yourself and say who you are, what you do, and what's your story in terms of design. Yeah, sure. So first of all, uh, thank you so much for having me, Daniel. Uh, it's it's a pleasure. Yeah. So as I said, my name is Darshan. Uh, I'm a design, product designer based in India. Uh, so I'm an, and I'm also a maker. So I sometimes work on side projects and make uh, independent products. And uh, so I had quit my uh, job like uh, some two years back. So I had a full-time job as a product designer at a product company here in Mumbai. So I quit my job there and uh, I became a full-time freelancer now. So what I do now is I I work remotely. So location is not really a problem for me. So I'm mostly traveling and working. And when I'm not traveling, I'm based in uh, Mumbai. And uh, before that, I went to an engineering college. So that is how I uh, got into design. So I, I think mm-hmm. I think your next question would be how I got into design. So I'll just answer it right away. Uh, yeah, sure. You, you, you can say us uh, more about how did you get into the design industry? Yeah, sure. So I, 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 uh, I went to an engineering college. I was studying computer engineering over there. And when I was in my second year of engineering, I started making a lot of websites, uh, so I just wanted to explore new technologies and, you know, actually learn uh, the things that the industry has been using. And it also gave me a bit of a side income, so I just continued with that. And uh, by the time I didn't knew that there was this concept called as design and development, I thought making websites is just making website. So I should do that, and it was usually for uh, the college councils or some local organizations or friends of friends. I kept on doing that for two years. I learned a lot from that. And then when I came to my fourth year of engineering, which is the final year, uh, then I realized mm-hmm. that, you know, there, there's actually this field called design and then there's development and how the industry works. And uh, I was very much keen into design right from the very beginning. So I thought that why not make a full-time career in design? So, yeah, and then it was very optimistic of me to, you know, uh, thinking that a company would come to an engineering college and give me a job in design. But I just uh, waited for it and luckily for me, uh, there was this company called Book My Show. So Book My Show is the largest ticketing portal uh, for entertainment in India. So they came to my college and they were hiring for uh, three positions like 
the one position was open source development the other was dotnet and the third was something related to database so i thought i would just apply for open source because that is what i had been doing uh, using open source technologies to make website and luckily for me when i went to for, for the interview the interviewer himself asked me that you know looking at your portfolio looking at your resume we feel that you're more inclined towards design then why apply for this job and then uh, i actually told them that that is what i wanted to do uh, so they said that what we can do is we can go back to our office and we can see if we have an opening uh, in design so then we can hire you and that is what they actually did so they hired me as a developer who could design but luckily for me uh, they were going through a complete revamp and they had a lot of design requirements so they were kind of experimenting with me uh, so I, I initially I started off with uh, I did some banners I made some brochures I made stickers I made emailers I also did product design so they kind of uh, experimented with me in all uh, parts of design and uh, I started performing well in product design and they had separate teams for uh, product design and for print design for social media design so I got moved to a team uh, a product design team and that is how the uh, actual journey started because being a being an engineer i always wanted to solve problems and do end-to-end -end product design and not just you know uh, be constrained to one aspect of it so yeah and the journey then continued i worked there for a year after that i moved to this another company called wishberry so i was hired as a product design lead over there my job was to get the requirements from the uh, business owners the co-founders then uh, do the user research do the user experience make wireframes get feedback do a lot of uh, iterative work on that after that move to visual design which is user interface and uh, once that is done hand it off to the developers see it uh, developed collaborate with them to get it developed and once you ship that uh, see the feedback that you're receiving from the users and as you know the iterative work then happens so yeah that's been the journey so far i hope i've not bored okay. you with that <laughs> that's that's a lot actually uh, but I'm really curious about uh, the local design ecosystem in Mumbai. So you mentioned that you get your uh, education in school, but are there many self-taught designers in uh, India too? Yeah, so I would I, mean, I, I went to an engineering school and then learned design by myself. Uh, I would say there are a lot of people in India who follow the similar path. Uh, there are a lot of self-taught designers. They usually uh, go to websites uh, like YouTube or uh, say... Uh, Skillshare and they would take courses from there and they would learn design and at the same time there are also a lot of colleges here uh, but uh, I mean the uh, in uh, design is fairly uh, is, is, a, is a new field here in India and it's slowly catching up to it so and India also has this tendency of you know catch uh, catching on to everything from the uh, western culture uh, so the design has become a thing now in western culture in US in Europe so then uh, and it's slowly coming to India uh, there uh, I mean I would say it, it's already arrived but you don't see uh, established market for it so it's always difficult to pitch uh, whenever you're pitching for something related to design or whenever you're asking a fair price for it it's a bit difficult to get that price and I would say uh, a lot of designers do go to uh, colleges or design schools but most of them are self-taught okay I get it. Cool. So we know your background now uh, and let's jump to your main project, uh, like the main topic of the interview. So product distrap. Can you uh, can you tell us more about it? What's this? Uh, what's what is it for and who is it for? 
Sure. So as I already told you that uh, I learned uh, design from the internet and I call myself as an inter internet uh, made designer. So I always wanted to learn from the best of the best and I found them online. And there are a lot of good people out there who write a lot of newsletters, they write blogs, they share their stories, they share their design process. So there's a lot that you can learn from them. So I used to actually do that. I had uh, newsletters that I was subscribed to. I used to read them on a regular basis. I even do it now. Uh, then I, there are designers that I follow. I, I follow their work and I see how they uh, go about their work. Try to, uh, try to you know, learn from that and uh, incorporate the same into my own process. Uh, and there were, I, I, used to, I used to just do these things and uh, learn from the internet. And uh, me, as, in, as I came from the engineering background, not a lot of uh, my friends knew that what this design is. They used to ask me a lot of questions like, what is, it, what is it that you do in your day job and what product design actually means? There were people who used to reach out to me. They wanted to learn product design. So I thought that I already had these resources. Uh, I already had the list, uh, list of uh, people that I used to follow, the newsletters and the blogs and the resources. So I thought that why not make it public since a lot of people have been asking for it. So I just uh, I, I sat down and I put together a website. I call it Product Disrupt. I listed down all those resources over there so that anybody who wants to learn design from the internet, they can just go there, uh, they can uh, look at the resources and they can start learning. So I would say it's, it's a hand-picked, uh, curated list of resources to learn product design. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it's not just about uh, those who are starting off uh, with design or getting started with design. You, even even if you are uh, deep into the design, you can still uh, take a look at those resources and it will still be useful for you. Okay, uh, so it's not only for people who are starting, it's also for people who are into the topic already, but they want to learn even more. Uh, okay, so what's uh, what are the best resources for digital de designers now, uh, in your opinion? So uh, if, if, if you ask me about uh, some of the blogs that they should follow, then I would say uh, even if you go on Medium and you look for design, there are a lot of uh, trending publications. They keep on putting a lot of design articles. Uh, so yeah, that and there's a Smashing Magazine. Uh, then you also have uh, articles from UNO. So UNO is this uh, digital design agency. They're based in San Francisco, I guess, and also in Iceland. Mm -hmm. So they also write a lot of good resources. They also have this one column called as uh, Dear UNO, wherein you can reach out to them and ask a particular question. And they would, uh, if they like your question, they would uh, write a blog about it, write a story about it. So it's basically the answer to your question. And uh, mm -hmm. you can also go, you can also, uh, go to a lot of uh, Facebook and Slack groups. So I would I would actually like to give a shout out to this one Facebook group, which has been very helpful to me. Uh, it's called Designers Guild. So, I mean, the group is very diverse. It has people from all over the world and working in different companies and different, uh, uh, different uh, industries. Uh, it's usually whenever you, whenever you're finding some, some difficulty related to design, uh, this is the group that you should reach out to. You just post their question, and people are very helpful. They would give you a thorough answer and a and a very a very good reply, so that you can then you know learn from that. So, so I would say uh, Facebook groups like Designers Guild. And then there's a uh, uh, there's a Slack group called uh, Freelance TV, which was from uh, Dan Petty, and there's Designership. So yeah, there are a lot of resources that you can uh, go and follow. Okay. So, do you believe that current resources for designers are accessible or there is a uh, 
place for improvement in that area? I would say it's. Uh, I mean, I would say it's all over the place right now. Uh, and and uh, I mean, when when you see a lot of resources, you kind of get confused when you when people are throwing choices at them, then they kind of get uh, confused at what to pick and uh, how do they start. So if if, if you if you uh, go to particular websites that are doing the curation or they have the handpicked resources, that would be something uh, that can be helpful to you. So that was that was also the goal with product desktop. I didn't want it to bombard everyone with all the resources that are out there. I was I was only sharing those resources that I actually went every day and read stuff from that and it actually helped me in uh, it actually helped me become a better designer so I only shared those resources so they, so then you don't have many choices you can actually go there and you can start uh, looking at them and you can start learning from it so I'd say the curation is one of the uh, uh, curation is one of the solution to you know uh, organizing all the resources that are scattered on the internet Okay, and I believe that's exactly what you want to achieve with Product Distract, the creation part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so uh, in terms of like designers education, what's, uh, what's missing uh, in digital design education now? I would say uh, mentorship. Uh, I've, I've always seen that, you know, it's, uh, I mean, when, when you're starting out with something, it's very important for you to get the basics right. And uh, if in the beginning uh, you have been misguided or you have not got your basics right, it's always going to be uh, difficult for you when you reach in the later stages of your design. Uh, and uh, with mentoring, and if, if, that's, if there are enough people out there on the internet who are guiding other people to get started with design, I, I, I think it would be the best thing that you can uh, give to the design community. Okay. Um, and I also wanted to ask you about uh, differences in education between digital design and print design. Uh, I may know you may not be that familiar with that topic, but uh, do you believe that tutorials for designers, for print designers and, and digital designers are very different now? Uh, I would say, I mean, I, I don't think I got your question completely. Can you just rephrase it for me? Yes, yeah, so how are digital design tutorials and resources different from those for print design? I'll say uh, the resources that you get for uh, digital design, those are more practical. Meaning whatever you see there, you can just, you know, right away start incorporating in the project that you're working on. So it's very real time and, it's, it, and it gets uh, updated on a regular basis. So whatever you are, it's not dated, right? Uh, whatever you're looking for or whatever the technology that you want to learn, the uh, industry keeps on updating itself and all those resources are also very real time and very new. So whatever you learn from that, you can actually go and apply in real time applications or the real world projects. I think that's, that's the uh, problem with uh, print design. Okay. And, uh, the, I want to also ask you, uh, uh, what do you think uh, are we heading in terms of current design tools and what approaches will we see in upcoming months in that area? So I, mean, I, th I think that's, the, that's one of the trending questions nowadays because there are a lot of yeah. tools that are, and there are a lot of companies who are just coming up with new and new tools like uh, Envision Studio and FramerX and Figma and whatnot. So I would say, I would say, yeah, phase. I would say the competition is uh, competition is always healthy for the market, and uh, I would say you know the uh, 
the direction that these tools are taking the design into is uh, it's always it's now become very easy for anyone to get uh, get uh, started with any tool the learning curve has become a lot more smoother and uh, there are a lot of components which are already out there so you, you can you can pick up a ua kit and you can then uh, start uh, putting your ideas into it uh, even if you want to learn interaction design and if you want to make uh, animated prototypes it's not difficult as it was before I can you can imagine those uh, difficult uh, after effects days but now there are tools like principle and many tools which will which will make it very easy for you to animate uh, something so uh, so the conclusion is uh, it's it's going to be uh, in the future it's going to be very easy to make all those things but it's just the execution part uh, but uh, your role as a designer would still be very important because then you would be uh, supposed to you know have the end to end user experience and uh, focus on the core issues than actually just uh, losing yourself into the tool because whatever you think they would actually you would actually be able to execute that with uh, with, the, with the power of these new tools so i would say it's 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 uh, it's high time that the uh, designers realize that it's not just about visual design it's not just about interface it's about the a whole end to end experience so it's better if you start focusing on that because visual design might you know might it might even get redundant because that in the future there might be tools where you just uh, give them instruction via your voice and they just make it for you but uh, the thinking part of it uh, in user experience you always get a new problem and you have to think about it and you have to pro come up with a solution i don't think tools are going to be able to do that you need humans to do that so yeah i think i think that's where the tools are headed yeah i can totally agree with that uh the tools are becoming way more advanced and we have to think more about the building experiences in our products not really like focusing just on the visual part uh so yeah great um now i want to talk a bit about following different trends in design because uh you have also companion blog for product distrap where we like keep track of all of the trends uh that are currently in design so how do you stay up to date with all of those things ah yeah so um, i mean the idea to start product distrap blog was it was not actually my original idea i just i just wanted to make product distrap i'm uh, Luckily for me, when I launched it on Product Hunt, it became the number one product of the day, and I got a lot of feedback from that. That is where I got the idea to start a newsletter, uh, because people said that if there would be a newsletter where you send uh, the links that you had curated by yourself, it would be very useful, and they would like to subscribe to something like that. And to you know, and to grow the newsletter, I started a blog as well. I call it a product disrupt blog. So. I made different uh, sections on those blog, which was best of UI, best of interaction design, and then I have this one thing called as product prompt, which is every month I come up with a new question, I reach out to the community and try to get the thoughts on that. So, and uh, yeah, that that's that. Uh, I would say it's it's a good place for someone to keep a track of trends. They can actually subscribe to product disrupt newsletter, and they and I will be sending them uh, the uh, new stuff on a. Bi-weekly basis, they can keep updated. And for me personally, how do how do I do it? Is I am subscribed to other uh, newsletters uh, like uh, Dense Discovery, which was off-screen ma magazine before. He just uh, rebranded it and made it to Dense Discovery. Then uh, there, I am also a young jury on awards. Uh, so I just I just go I, I, every day. I go to the ma go to my judges panel and I vote for a lot of websites. So it also gives me. I mean, I get I get a lot of. Uh, 
curation and trends and inspiration from there. I can keep an eye on uh, the design patterns that the industry is following, the new websites that are coming up. And uh, apart from that, I also uh, regularly check uh, Behance and Triple. So, and, and, and whenever I find something uh, very unique or something that I like or something that I might want to share uh, later on, I would just add it to my bucket or just add it to a uh, collection and then so that later on I can share it. So yeah, that is how I've been keeping up to it. Okay. Um, and also, do you believe that following design trends is becoming harder because all of because of all of the amount of all of the platforms that we have now, like where designers can share their work? Yeah, I think it definitely it definitely is. And I would just uh, come back to the point that I had uh, shared in the beginning. It's uh, you have to you have to decide uh, the things that you want to follow, and uh, and that is that is when the curation. Uh, that is, that is when the curation becomes important. If you're looking at one resource that is curating other resources for you, you don't actually have to look at all the resources then. You know that this is a curation that I really like to follow. Like initially when I started off, I, I and even now, I uh, received this weekly newsletter from CodeRops. This, they, they call it CodeRops Collective. They really share a lot of good resources there. So I don't have to, you know, keep a track of uh, thousands of websites to be updated with those trends or uh, the new up, the new upcoming stuff. I just have to subscribe to one particular newsletter or to subscribe to one particular blog so that I can get a curation from there. So I would say it's it's important for people to, you know, uh, stick to curation and they can get mm -hmm. a lot of information, uh, so, uh, inspiration from there rather than uh, going to all the other websites by themselves. Okay. So I also want you uh, I also want to ask you about all of the influencers that you interview uh, on your blog because there are many of them. So um, what's in your opinion makes them uh, makes those influencers truly influential for other designers? Uh, what I would say is uh, those those influencers are influencers are very consistent in what they do. Uh, they are not overnight stars. They have been working on the craft for years and they have been owning their craft uh, since day one and they have been very consistent at it. They And they are not afraid of putting work out in the open. They put their work out in the open. They allow people to share their feedback and they are constantly learning. So this is this is something that I've realized uh, about, about those influencers. Uh, the uh, influencer being the keyword over here. So, yeah. I, I feel consistency is the most important thing if you want to influence someone. I mean, imagine imagine if you if you, if you saw a good work, uh, if you saw a good project by someone, you just went to that profile, you liked it, and maybe you followed them. But then you see for, uh, for, for months and months, like for six or seven months, they have not updated anything new. It was just a, it was just one out of the blue project and then they are gone. You wouldn't you wouldn't mm -hmm. want to be following someone like that, right? You want someone who would constantly uh, give you, constantly provide value to you, and and they are constantly building trust. So yeah, that's that's the common pattern that I've found among these uh, influencers. Okay, um, and also, do you believe that those influencers are kind of obligated to produce uh, educational content for new generation of designers? Uh. I mean, it it's a it's a question of opinion, I guess, because I mean, I mean, see, the one thing that would keep uh, keep the people glued to an influencer is uh, entertainment or the value that they provide. Uh, it's not it's not always the educational stuff. I mean, uh, you can take the example of uh, Pablo Stanley. 
So most of the times he's creating uh, side projects, a beautiful side projects which are very useful to uh, other other designers, and he's making good videos. But sometimes he's also making uh, some silly comic series, which is just for entertainment and just for laughs. Uh, and 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 he's someone who would always keep you glued to whatever work he produces. Uh, and and I, I feel yeah, if if you if you are a mix of both, if you're doing if you're uh, if you're a fun, I mean. You can uh, you can think of this person as as a person that you would like to hang out with. So the person that you like to hang out with is is serious a lot of times, but is also fun a lot of times. It's not just one thing. So I wouldn't say that uh, providing education is the obligation. But when you, I mean, as the, the uncle of Peter Parker used to say that with uh, power comes responsibility. So obviously, <laughs> if you have a lot of influence, then you should uh, take the responsibility and you should. Uh, Pay the. Uh, I mean, you should pay it back to the community. You should drive it forward. That's what I believe in. Okay. Uh, you mentioned side projects. Um, uh, you also have a series on your blog called Side Projects, where you interview influencers and they um, and you talk with them about their different side projects. So, how is it possible that so busy people that are able to have so many cool projects uh, in their work? Are also in uh, are also like producing influential content, are also able to have side projects. I would say these are the people who are really interested in what they do, and uh, I mean I mean it doesn't matter if they have a day job which is which takes like uh, nine hours of their day, but even and 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 that's satisfying for work for them. They are, they are getting paid for it and they respect that. But uh, there are a lot of things that they just want to do just for fun or maybe it's something that they are very really passionate about. In that case, they would always find time. They would come back uh, and they would work for an hour or so or they would work on the weekends. It's all possible. I would say, I mean, you, you always find time for uh, things that things that really matter to you because time can be a very tricky thing. If you say that you don't have enough time for something, then you would never have time. But if you are really passionate about something, you would always find time for it. It's just as okay. simple as that. Yeah, th that's totally true. Okay, uh, my last question is, I believe, what tips do you have for someone who's just starting with product design, besides, of course, going to Product Disrupt? Sure, I would say, I would say one thing that everybody needs to uh, focus on or needs to be aware of is, and this is this is something that I live my uh, that I live my entire life by, which is consistency outplays talent. So I would say that, you know, talent can always provide you a head start. If you're talented at something, you might get a head start and you might, uh, you know, you might uh, be ahead of other people in the beginning. But if you're not consistent at it and if you don't and if you don't put in the hard work, you're always going to uh, left. Be, you're always going to be left behind by the other people. So whatever you do, you just have to be consistent at it. Don't just start and leave things abruptly. If, if you start, I mean, put your heart and brain into it. Be consistent and uh, keep on putting out value for others and that is how you would uh, be a better designer and this you can apply in everything you uh, say say if you want to get uh, uh, if you want to get fit if you want to have better uh, physical fitness you have to consistently work out you have to consistently take care of your body if you want to become a better designer you have to consistently practice your work you have to consistently put out work out there uh, be open to feedback you learn from that and constantly keep on uh, improving on it whatever you whatever you take you have to be consistent at it okay 
Darshan, thank you so much. Uh, I believe our listeners and readers will have a lot of inspiration in terms of uh, education and things that they can do in order to improve their skills or even begin their journey with design. Uh, I also want you. Uh, uh, I also want to ask you to plug in uh, anything you want, so you can go go for it and plug in uh, your stuff. I, I think I've already mentioned a lot of links over here. So if 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 I'm supposed to navigate them to one link is, uh, then what they what they should do is they should uh, go to productdesktop.com and they should uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, I send a buy. I send a half monthly newsletter, which is. Uh, twice a month so every 15 days you'd get the newsletter and you would get uh, the articles that i'm writing and also the articles from other people uh, the portfolios the inspiration so it's, it's a curated list of resources from me uh, this and i've also started a patreon page now because uh, the number of subscribers have gone to a certain limit that now i have to pay to the email subscri- email service provider and uh, i have to put in a lot of work and uh, a lot of energy into creating all this content but if i keep on doing it for free and it's not self-sustaining it's going to be very difficult for me to maintain it so i started this patreon page uh, so that people who want to uh, people who want to support me to create this content they can just go there and pledge whatever they want and uh, yeah that would help me pay uh, pay the subscriber bills and keep on improving the product Okay, so uh, we I hope like everyone will go uh, to your websites and check them out and support you on Patreon too. Uh, okay, Darshan, once again, thank you for the interview. Uh, that's it for this episode of Face Magazine podcast. And I believe hear you in the next one, like I said in the previous one. Okay, uh, bye. So yeah, that's about it for first ever audio interview in Face Magazine. For more, you can always check out our website face.com magazine and feel free to join Face community on Slack. All of the links can be found in the description of the podcast. Until the next one, bye. <laughs>